Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. And what's up, everybody? This is Ray Daniels, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. And this is The Gotcha. Welcome, 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 welcome. And before we get started, subscribe, like, download something. We just need you guys to interact. It don't cost nothing. Please press the button. It makes a huge difference for us here at The God Show. And we have a special guest, my boy. Uh, I don't know. So, Chris, I don't even know if you want to be called a producer uh, a A&R executive, a manager, like he's like a jack of all trades. And the reason why I can give you that title is because he's had success in every world. Absolutely. And he's our guest host with me today, my bro, Street Symphony. Let's give it up for Street Symphony, everybody. Give it up for Street Symphony. I guess. Thank you for being here. I appreciate Let's it. Let's get I to it, man. It. Thanks for coming, brother. We appreciate you, man. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so we're going to do the show a little bit different today. It's going to be like a mixture of interview and trending topics. So... Just a little bit different than what we typically do, but I do want to start off the show by talking about Rihanna. So Rihanna's finally back. She had a really big year this year. Um, she had a baby, um, but as far as music goes, we finally got music for the first time in, like, forever, and she's actually nominated for a Golden Globe Award. So I wanted to talk to you guys about the difference in making music for movies and what type of doors the, that type of stuff would open. Well, I just want to say shout out to Archie Davis, D'Lo, Ryan Coogler, Omar. I played a small role in getting that record to the finish line and getting that record done. Uh, and shout out to all the guys who played the big roles in it. But, you know, I threw a ball here and there and it got done. But um, I would say it just depends on how uh, soundtracks create opportunities. Um, you know, soundtracks is like if you have a huge movie you're attached to, it, it puts you – it allows the audience to all at once experience the song and what the song is for at the same exact time. Mm -hmm. So when you see, so for example, um, when Fast and Furious movie, when Paul Walker passed away, I remember, you know, he passed away before the movie was film, done filming. And I remember they were like, you know, this is going to be the movie for the end credits. Uh, we want it to be about friendship. Mm -hmm. da, da, da. It made the song and it winds up becoming, it winds up breaking Charlie Puth. Number one, and it gave Wiz Khalifa his biggest song of his career. So, soundtracks, it doesn't really matter. Soundtracks matter if the music is big and the song is, and the moment everybody wants is that end credit or the opening credit. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, People do Shazam. Yeah, so, um, as a producer and somebody who actually makes the music, do you make music differently if you're making it for a movie or um, some type of TV? Absolutely. Um, I've been doing a whole lot of stuff with BET and Tyler Perry Studios here as, as of late. I think we're on like 41 syncs within the last oh, six wow. months. Congratulations. Um, a little television show called um, All the Queen's Men. Mm -hmm. So we've been kind of getting down on that. And, you know, it's been an opportunity for me just to grab a lot of independent artists that I rock with that haven't had a, you know what I'm saying, a break or a look and, you know, go in and create with them, you know, do a verse and a hook and, been landing them left and right and like i said people do shazam you know you look on um 
Apple Music for artists, and you can see where people been searching the songs and things like that. So, I mean, it's ways for them to generate revenue. And then it's always good because the shows get syndicated, so that's just publishing, just continuing the catalog going. So as a producer, you know, it may be a moment where you have a lot of activity going with placements or whatnot. You may have a little moment where you're chilling now. You just kind of shift. You know, you have to have to learn how to shift real fast in this game. So, and 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 it's always sync sync money in that in that in that situation is very low hanging fruit. That if you sat down and focus, you can make a great career on, mm-hmm. and it doesn't require. It's what a. Uh, 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 music supervisors looking for is way different what an artist or an A&R is looking for. An <laughs> artist or I mean, uh, like when you're dealing with music supervision, it's like, I remember we did a song for Rice Krispie, and it was like, we just wanted to say treat or this word, and they kind of almost give you like, yeah. the scene is about Tamara's crying, and she's mad her man left, and you just got to make a song about wishing he would come home or wishing he don't come home. It do, they don't even, as long as the lyrics and the motion of the track fits, they're like done and the check is cut. Absolutely. Simple too. You know, things you may do on the producer side, especially in hip hop where you're trying to do triplets here and do the most over here and this switch and change and all that. It's like, no, nah, it's, for, it's, for, it's for TV. You know what I mean? So you have, specifically in this show coming on BET, you got 40-year-old, 50-year-old people watching. They just want, hey, let's keep it real simple. Let's keep it simple to the subject like he's saying. And so I found myself doing it. So we'll dumb it down for that real quick. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's, and, and if you're a producer, get in that game, period. Yeah, you should. So now I got a question. Like, what is your favorite, like, sound? What is it? Yeah, it's called soundtrack, soundtrack to a movie of all time. Was it Above the Rim? I swear I was going to say Above the Rim. Yeah. Oh, I'm such a girl. I was going to say Wait in the Exhale. No, but Wait in the Exhale was, was, was my second that's one. That's banging too now. They had some hits on yeah, it. Wait yeah, Wait in the Exhale was my second one. Yeah. But uh, Above the Rim was the first one because it was like East Coast, New York, Tupac. It was street. And what was you think about us when we both said Wait in the Exhale? Man, you know what it is. <laughs> You'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think everything on Wait in the Hexhale, all the songs on there was like hits and yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But but, but, but uh, above the rim was that too. Above the rim had some shit. Above the rim was hard. Um, oh, menace Jay-Z, of society. The menace of society was crazy too. What? They had the um, the fallen record from Montel Jordan. Was that on Menace of Society? Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, I do know Top of the World was on there. MCH the straight straight up MCA. menace. Yeah. Soundtracks is it. Soundtracks is an amazing opportunity to break for artists out there. Low-hanging fruit. Go after it. Speaking of Rihanna and awards and things like that, both you guys have had some type of success with Grammy and nominations. What was the first project that you worked on that you got a Grammy nomination for, and how did that come about? Um, My first project was with an artist by the name of Lecrae. He was a Christian hip hop, well, is a Christian hip hop yes. artist. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, hold on. You have to break that down for us. What exactly is, is a, a Christian, Christian hip hop artist? artist? Yeah, I had, to, I had to learn and figure that out myself, too. But basically, it's a, a hip hop artist. That don't curse. That don't curse. <laughs> and, you know, and. and, and Gotta that, say some um, God in there. Definitely God. Okay. Jesus Christ is, you know. But it doesn't have to be prevalent. Well, the thing about look, the thing about look. Lecrae, I'm just saying. Maybe Lecrae does, but I'm saying. It doesn't have to be prevalent to be a gospel song. Mm. Okay. God doesn't have to be prevalent. I, I, I mean, in, see, it's, I give you an example. That's a whole story. I give you an example. Go ahead. You know, um, Alicia Myers. I want to thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a gospel song. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father. And then she never says nothing about God again. Right. She just says, "For shining your light on me." 
Is, and then she's really thanking God for her man. <laughs> well, well, Lecrae had a song called All I Need Is You. And I, I would say that one of the things that was special about the songs, when you listen to it, you think he's specifically talking about his wife. But All I Need Is You, speaking about, yeah. you know, double entendres. Yeah, for sure. I always thought music soul child love. I didn't think he was saying love. I thought he was saying Lord. I thought that was a gospel. Oh, wow. Yes, <laughs> I didn't think that. Growing up. <laughs> so I could see what you mean. Like, you, it could be gospel. But anyway, back to the Grammy nomination. So you were working with a Christian hip-hop artist. Mm-hmm. What kind of project was it? Was it your first time working with them? How yeah. Did it go? Um, I joined his label. It's VP of A&R, a label by the name of Reach Records. I think that was in 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. Did a mixtape with him. Brought in my boy Don Cannon. Um Got some other good looks. And you then said you signed to his label? No, you worked there. I was working at his oh, label. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, no. you weren't scared to sign to a Christian label, but okay. Nah, I, I was there to, to, to turn the Christian label up. Mm. You, know you did mean? that? Yeah, no. Nah, we sold a lot of records independently. I think when I released his first week, 82,000 copies independent. I remember looking at the white sheet and we spent like $50,000. So they was, definitely was profitable. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Um, Craig definitely, you know, did his thing. 2012, we won a Grammy. Uh, then we came back in 2017, won another one. And for me, it was kind of like, all right, I've done all I can do here. You know, we're not really going to radio. We're not really, you know, just kind of going to radio out. is very important yeah. for songwriters and producers. Yeah. What does that change? How does that change? I feel it like this: if Street Symphony produces a song that goes five times platinum, mm-hmm. and he owns 50 percent of that song, he still would make more money if he had produced that same song, it didn't get no streams, and it went number one on urban radio. Facts. He would make more money. I might even confuse myself on that one. Radio is how so songwriters radio and producers plays make money. Radio is streams. how you make your money. Radio mm-hmm. and syncs is how you make money. It's not streaming is not how you make money as a writer producer. Publishing. Publishing, no no, it's not. You know how much money you make from a platinum song? Publishing. The entire publishing catalog like the song the entire composition if you go platinum and you say if you wrote and produced the entire song you made excuse me you made ninety thousand dollars that means if he produced a platinum song and he got 50 percent he only brought in forty five thousand and then you got to know is he in a pub deal in a pub deal, is he, you know what I'm saying? If you right, are, right, that right. makes a big difference. That's going to chop it half. If you're in a co-pub deal, that means 22.5 went to you. Plus, don't forget, they have their fees on top of the half that they take. So, yeah, so you're making, you walking away with like. giving you advance because now you ain't. I, I remember talking to a producer that was, that I was, that signed to me. He was like, man, I, I produced, I, I wrote uh, two gold records. And I was like, bro, you, how much you have percent? 10, $10? 10%? I'm like, on two gold records, bro, you made literally nine grand. <laughs> on two gold records, $9,000 from streaming. Think about that. Now, the plaque alone is going to, unless you're cool with the artist, the plaque alone is going to cost about three or $400. Let's say if you pay the manager 20%, 20% is, so that means now you made nine grand, your manager just got 1800 so now you stuck with 7200 You buy two plaques, you're down to 6000 and some change for two gold records. Thinking that you winning the whole time, you don't even know how the money goes. But, that's why I always tell my people, I don't even work on projects if a radio is not in the plan, number one. And number two, if radio is not in the plan, then I need an upfront fee automatically. Mm-hmm. That's the only way yeah. I work. 
I like that. So what happens if more than one person creates the beat? How do you kind of split up that pay, or what does that look like? I mean, for me, we're going to split up the pay. I mean, we cooking the, the record together, and we're in the room. You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's, it's co-production. Now, mm. here as of late, there's been this whole movement of people sending loops, especially a lot of kids from overseas and stuff. And my thing with these loops is like... How you feel about loops? I got to get in this loop. This is crazy. It's, it's great. Like, I can't be taking loops from everybody, I'll say that. And then I got to have a conversation with you in regards to financing bef- the, the, the finances beforehand. Because this may be your first loop pack you sent out, and you think you're going to get 50-50 with me. Wait, you got a timeout. Uh, what is right. So there, there are guys, <laughs> and most of those guys are, like, probably overseas. Yeah. A lot of guys, are, most of these guys are overseas who literally make piano and guitar loops. Like, and they'll send the loop out to every producer and he'll incorporate that loop uh, in the song. I'll give you an example of a, um, of a song that has a huge a loop in Is it. Is loop like a bar? No. That's okay. actually, it can like be the whole music bar. that you no, hear. No, 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 no. Um, what's, um, Jack Harlow was popping. How'd the beat go? Uh, uh, yeah, that beat. Okay, I know what you, okay. Okay, so that, that I'm going to actually play it. I'm going to actually play it. It's a lot of loops. But I'm saying, so I know that that song in particular. Like a three seconds. That's no, what I'm saying. No, it could be like an eight-bar composition. Like if I was that reading it, music. Dun, but you can dun, take it. Got it. Dun, 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 dun. That's a loop. That's a loop. So somebody made that loop, sent it to the original producer of the song, or sent it to the producer, or probably sent it to 100 producers. One producer used it, and now that looper is going to... They used to not get... They used to not get... Fees up front. They right. just they got publishing. publishing. But now they're but asking now they, now for, they ask for half, fees and half, half of, the stuff. of the Yeah, fee. yeah. And I didn't use loops until, for me, it was when I started going to some of these BMI and ASCAP awards. And I started looking up and I started seeing names for the producers and people that was winning the awards. And I'm like, well, who are these other people? Hmm. And you start looking them names up. And it was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. And, I mean, man, the producer game is fucked up. Yeah. Like, literally, <laughs> I could be, you can be a superstar. Mm-hmm. I could be your friend. I don't produce though. I'm your friend. You're a superstar, and Street Symphony wants to get on your album. He can't hide if, if he don't know you or know your A and R, know your manager. And another thing, what if the A the A and R and the manager might not necessarily care? Mm-hmm. They just want you to make records that you like. They don't even care. But let's say they do. He he got to go to them to get in the room. Mm-hmm. Some A and Rs really be out here like, hey, I'll put you in the room, but I need ten percent. Mm-hmm. So now he's giving up ten percent of his record. Yeah, man, it's it's hard. Or if, so now. But let's get back to me. I'm your friend. I'm just your friend. And I'm like, yo, Street Symphony, I, I get it to Tamira, but we produced it together. So now mm-hmm. he can't get in the room. So because I'm in the room, he sent it to me, and now we produce your record. And all I did was give it to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's not fair. All day. No, that, that's not, that happens every, every day. day. But if I create a loop and I send it to you and I send it to you, but y'all made two complete different beats. But say I do one and it land on somebody yeah. made. I land on Drake out. Whoever lands, that's who gets it. Okay. So if he, that's what I'm saying, but that's why... I, I don't understand the point of loopers. I, if I was a producer, I'd just hire my own looper. Like, just, like, I'd just sign one. Because it doesn't make sense to me. Because you know they're giving it to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's the game. Like, it's, 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 it's hard, man. It's an ugly game. I'm not going to lie. It's a and nasty they, game. And they want, most of them want co-production. Yeah. And they want co-publishing. Yep. So my point is, you got a superstar producer that's running around right now getting 50,000, 60,000 a track. He takes a loop from a kid who never done anything. And he thinks he deserves 50% for his first placement. It's, it's kind of fucked up. It's <laughs> kind of fucked up. Not happening. 
All right, so moving forward, I want to go into Cardi B. She recently just had more music. Well, she has some music leak. This has been a trending topic recently um, in the music industry with artists getting their music leaked. Who do you think, as a producer, how can they protect themselves, and who do you think is responsible for these leaks? Producers can't... Hold on, first of all... Well, I'm talking about the artists. How can they protect themselves from their music getting leaked? Artists is something else I want to address. I want to ask how you feel. You work with a new artist or artist. You work with an artist. Mm -hmm. You give them a beat. They write to your beat. Mm -hmm. You ain't got none of the business handled, Mm -hmm. but they play it on IG and TikTok. I done had a major label artist or two do that, and I still got my check. Oh, no, I'm (laughs) saying, but, like, how do you feel... you got a problem. Yeah. You out here promoting yourself off of my, my music. My song that you ain't even handling business. No, we ain't got no business together. What, yeah. what are you doing? It's fucked up. It's a that's nasty what game. that's what stops a lot of times producers from working with new artists because you don't really understand how to move. You can't be out here just promoting yourself with somebody's music that you haven't even handled no business. Not even ask permission. They don't even ask permission. They'll make it's a song with you in the studio, and then tomorrow they'll be in the, in the room <laughs> in the apartment playing the record. Man, and now that once they play it, they pissed on it. Hey, I don't had an artist. Say, hey, the video come out t- tomorrow. When did you shoot a video? What? <laughs> what you mean? I've been working on this for a while now. It's a nasty game, man. It's a nasty nothing. game to get paid as a producer. Yeah, it's ugly. And if it's nasty for producers, just some, I mean, songwriters might as well just be fucking like. I, I, like, I really hate it for songwriters right now. Terrible. Because songwriters really are, are, have a lot of the juice right now. And a lot of times some of these producers aren't even in the room and the songwriters really sometimes are producing the records, vocal producing the records, et cetera. And it's important as a producer to have a, uh, a stable of dope songwriters. And I think more producers really should start kicking, produ- kicking songwriters advances. I know all songwriters that have worked with Say me. Say that again. All songwriters that have worked with me. You're going to have to. But to be honest with you, if you do On that. My own. But if you do that, bruh. A producer is not as valuable as a songwriter. It's the truth. No disrespect. No, right now, that's fair. No, I'm saying, period. I want, let's go through history. Historically. Let's go through historically. Histori- First of all, do you know why producers get paid and songwriters don't? Well, if you really look at it, if you break it back down, it's like more so the Nashville way. Producers should not be getting published. And that's one, but yeah. that, Nashville just kept going. Yeah. Producers, Urban music took it up. Quincy Jones did not get publishing mm-hmm. on those Michael Jackson songs. Mm-hmm. He just got, that's why producers get an advance in points. points. And the songwriter owns the publishing. So if I'm the songwriter, the way it's supposed to go, I write the song. You're the artist. You love the song. You're like, I want it. Now we're like, who should we get to produce it? Jeremiah, okay, but Jeremiah is more urban contemporary. We need somebody who's more hip, hip, hip. Let's get Street Symphony. How much he charge? Fifty thousand. We hire him to produce it. We give him three points against that advance, and I maintain all of the publishing. Yeah, you gotta understand. Traditionally, songs were written. It may just songs be songs were written a on songwriter, piano, or a, a guitar, piano yeah. guitar, and lyrics. So and then they took it to the producer. And, and not only that, let's also factor in that a lot of Luther Vandross songs were country hits first. Mm. That. Because you, you, a, a song, you can, like, I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston, was both hits, just had two different producers. Dolly Parton maintained 100% on both records. So, all right, so I, I want to go a little bit back. Um, there's a debate on the internet right now about who has the best female verse of the year, because we were already talking about Cardi. They're saying that Cardi has the best verse. Now, 
Me and Street Tiffany were talking about this a little bit before you got in the room. We cheated a little bit. Um, and one of the topics that came up was, can she really have best verse, female verse of the year? And she if, didn't write it? Yeah. Yes, she can. You said no? No, I didn't say that. He, oh. he didn't really answer. Yeah, we, yes, it was can. a question that came up Let me tell in you something. argument. Let me tell you something. I can give 10 people the same recipe. Everybody going to make a different meal. Everybody's meal going to take different, taste different. I don't give a fuck if Cardi writes it or not. Does she make you believe it? That's the question. She out here performing, what? kissing the babies, what? doing the dance. Come on, man. She's doing the work. When Puff's saying, what you want to do? Want to be baller? Like, you believe that? Yes. That's why a lot of times right now, something is just bothering me real, real bad right now is everybody's talking about these hit records. And it's like, oh, I need a hit. And it's like, but a hit record for one artist, it's not a, yeah. it's not a hit record for another artist. I always say you gotta. I always <laughs> say we trying to find your hit. Your hit. What does your hit sound like? What does your hit feel like? What does your hit say? Hey. Not give me a hit record, bro. Only person I know that gets a hit record it was people like Flo Rida. <laughs> but he wasn't he. And as first, by the way, Flo Rida has probably sold more records, singles, than any rapper in rap history. I'm I'm, I'm just guessing, but I'm like, bro, this man probably has like. Three diamond singles himself. But what do you know about him? He's from Miami or something. That's what I'm saying, but that's, that's all you know because his name is Florida. He just named it Flo Rida. That's all you know. He's from, about what I'm saying, but like, he, you just give him a hit. I don't think he sung none of his hooks. It didn't matter. He was still, how does guess that what? happen? And Freezy though? and Freeze, his, his manager and E Class, his label are happy and rich as fuck <laughs> and never had a problem with it. But how does that even end up happening? Why wouldn't I give that hit to somebody else if I didn't know Flo Rida? Because Flo Rida was probably the person in the room saying, I'll sing it. Man, that part. I wish people knew. Do you know why Rihanna became Rihanna? Let me tell you what happened. Rihanna was signed to Def Jam. Rihanna was the Caribbean girl. Christina Milian was signed to Def Jam too. Christina Milian, a lot of the records, especially SOS, that was the record that Rihanna put out on her second album that went platinum. That was Christina Milian's song. Christina didn't want to sing it. She was like, I'm, I'm black. I'm not singing that. That's not black enough for me. And then I'll sing it. And then Rihanna now is where she is. And Christina Milian is where she is as an artist. She's probably very successful as an actress. But as an artist, that's why Rihanna's the first female billionaire, self-made black billionaire. Because mm. she understood the fucking assignment. Unlike some artists who's like, that ain't me. How do you know? Or the artists that don't want to take records from other people. Why wouldn't they want to take records? What do you mean? I see it all uh, the time. Right. Like they only want to work with their producer. Yeah. They only want to or work with their they only want to write their own stuff. Yeah. yeah. So is that ego coming into play? I don't know what it is, but it's dumb. Things are different. It's what's dumb. so funny is before social media, that just seems like everybody was taking records all the time. And maybe yeah. that got something to do with it. Maybe now songwriters is, is, I don't know, the songwriter used to kind of play the cut. I think right now a lot of sometimes songwriters kind of want to be the artist. Well, I think, I, think, I think rightfully so they want to be seen because the producer is always seen. That is true. And let's be clear. I have some hits that I've done with a super producer who wasn't in the room, who really didn't make the beat, just being honest. Yeah. He was smart, by the way. I'm not mad at that. Really didn't make the beat, and he got all the credit. Mm. Wasn't in the room for none of it, and was and got all the credit. And as a songwriter, you're like, damn, I wrote the song, I I, I recorded it myself, I did it, I had the ad libs, and then here you come because they don't want to. Artist doesn't want to say I wrote it. Now you get all the credit. That happens all the time to songwriters. Mm. 
I can name a couple times it happened to us. But what would be the benefit of not wanting to say you wrote something? Are they because the first question you asked, who did you ask a few minutes ago? Can it be verse of the year if you didn't write it? Oh, <laughs> that's why they don't want to tell who wrote oh, it. Oh, Bowie, Drake doesn't have a problem doing that. He'll nah, take it. No, no he matter. didn't. Yes, he did have a problem. Yes, the fuck the he did. Quinn Miller. Quinn Miller. I heard oh, Quinn yeah, Miller got beat up. I, I already got beat up because of that shit. Yeah, I thought he was black bull. I thought he, that was. A he kind of is. Yeah. And he and imagine that because he was fighting for his life. He didn't want you to know that he wrote something like, bro, like it's songwriters get the worst part of the stick in this business, bro. Period. Oh, that's sad. Um, so moving forward, Will Smith says that he understands if people aren't ready to watch his new film. Um, I don't want to necessarily talk about Will Smith, but I want to talk about forgiveness. When do you think that your fans kind of forgive and forget or move on? Or is there a time frame or how does that process go? I have a question. Do you know Will Smith? I don't know him personally. I don't either. Mm-hmm. Why the <laughs> fuck would he care if I forgave him or not? I don't even know him. Well, because he wants you to come no, watch his movie. I watch his movie, period. It's people, I don't, just because I don't like you don't mean I'm not going to watch your movie. Just because I don't like something you did. Bro, we got to get past this forgive. Just because you have a Twitter account doesn't mean someone owes you an apology when you're offended. Yeah, but I think it's different for black men. Um, black nah, men can't go no, and do no, something no. that the public doesn't agree nah, with and not, expect nah, people no. to watch their movie. Honestly, I, I personally think that Black people have already forgiven. We I'm about to say, I, to yeah. me, that feels more like, really, that feels more really like be, other. I don't feel like black people. Like, black yeah. people, we, we get over we get shit over quick. Quick. Yeah. quick. We ain't got no goddamn choice. Yeah. I don't think we were that mad at Will. You don't, you don't hear nobody call a black woman Karen being mad about something that has nothing to do with nothing. You're standing too close to me. You know, black women are like... We don't, but the question was about forgiveness. So Yeah, but my point is, is that you, in, order to be, in order to feel like you're owed an apology, you have to feel like someone offended you. I can't think of the last time some someone offended me. I don't know you. you know, How can you, you offend me? You different, right? No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, but here's the thing, though. I think more people should feel like that. Why are you mad at something this person did? You know, the only person he owes an apology to that has to forgive him is Chris fucking Rock. The grant, the 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 Oscars are like, yo, we cool. You ain't can't come for ten years. They still might see my public, give them a hug. How you doing? How's the kids? You just got to deal with your penalty, which is you interrupted our show. You put a, you put some dirt on our show. Here's 10 years. But the only person that Will Smith needs to ask for apology is Chris fucking Rock. The rest of you people on Twitter that think he owes you an apology because you were stunned, get the fuck over yourself. Get the fuck over yourself. Bro, you, if you did not say nothing about me or my family, I cannot be offended. If you, I'm from College Park, I love it there. But if you said, man, I'm College Park people, country and stupid as fuck, I wouldn't be like, you owe us an apology. That's right. how you feel. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't give a fuck. I'm not stupid and I'm not country and I'm from College Park. So that, that means the only way I would get offended by something you did is if I feel like it penetrated my heart. Mm-hmm. How, I'm not going to let you penetrate my heart. You, who are you? I don't even know you. You know what I mean? People I argue with in comments on Instagram and they'd be like, you, you're a fucking loser. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, my house says differently. My bank account says differently, yet you're private, 300 followers, following 8,000 people, no face on your shit, and you're telling me I'm a loser. You're the fucking loser arguing with me because I have something to say. I've never seen a comment in my life on Instagram, Twitter, or anything that I said, oh, hell no, I got to respond to this. I got to call him a name. I never thought about that because I'm happy with my life. The only people that are out here offended are people who are unhappy with their life, and that's the truth. And they need you to feel indebted to them, to make them feel good about themselves. Fuck, I, will. I wish the fuck Will Smith would apologize again. <laughs> yeah, we don't need Maybe the kids. That's the only difference. If kids are your biggest fan base and you did something that goes against that, you should absolutely apologize. 
I agree. That's a good way to look at it. So speaking of kids, one thing that people might not know about Street Symphony is that he is a teacher. So um, so you teach urban music and hip-hop songwriting classes, right? Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. And what is the number one thing that you like to teach your students about songwriting? Um, well, yes, I'm a professor, adjunct professor at MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University. Um, shout out to Tay Keith. He went to MT as well. We've been putting on for that university. But... Um, you know, they hit me up about four years ago and was like, you know, we're just basically trying to get, you know, more urban kids into the to the program. And um, they wanted to just expand. Because, you know, Nashville is typically known as a country music town, mm-hmm. country music city. Well, it's still gospel and it's pop there as well. But they hit me up and was like, you know, you'd be the perfect person. So I thought about it. I said, well, you know, we can make this work. You know, I'm in Atlanta. I'm not leaving Atlanta. But we were able to figure it out online and I've been doing that for four years, so it's been real rewarding. I've had a couple of my students go on to get record deals and everything and kind of just do some you know, additional development. But the biggest thing I teach them is just not, not more so the uh, how to write a song, but how to move in the music business, how to pitch your music correctly. Very important. How to network, you know what I mean? Because it, I mean, think about it, 2022, 2023, some of these songs that end up being hits, viral or whatever, aren't necessarily great songs. They just may just be catchy or have a good video that's attached to them for the moment. So, you know, my opinion on a great song, it may differ. But how you hustle and move around this business, I've done a very well, you know, done a very, very, very well job. So I feel like that's my strongest point, you know, just how to operate and move. If you were Professor Ray, what would you teach your students? I'm going to get them on there next semester. Here I'm down. down. Uh, well, First of all, remove the ego and don't take nothing personal. Everything is not about you. You know, I like to tell artists, I'm like, let me ask you a question. I just met this guy. He's standing outside my office. He wants to play you his album. Do you want to hear it? What do our artists always say? No. Mm. So why the fuck does anybody want to hear yours? Mm. So when someone doesn't want to hear your music, mm-hmm. don't take it personal because you just admitted you don't want to hear no one else's music. Mm. Like, my thing, if you want to be in this shit, get over yourself. You have to get over yourself. You're going to be laughed at. When I started this podcast, I know it was people in the music business like, ha ha, what is he doing? Ha ha. But you know, now people watching. I knew they was going, I had to expect that. I'm doing something different. Of course, you can't decide to go on the stage and think the world is going to love you. Bruh, everybody who was great had to work through shit. So if you can't get over yourself and work through shit, it don't matter. Artists be getting pissed off about little shit. Dog, nobody cares. The wrong shit. Nobody cares. No one cares, because guess what? You don't care. Get over it. Okay, so you're from Memphis, but you say you were raised in Nashville, right? How does that combination of musical influences kind of affect what type of music you make? I mean, it's Tennessee as a whole, you know. Memphis, home of blues, Nashville, country music, et cetera. So my whole life, it's just been whether when I was living in Memphis, we went to Bill Street, and you, you know, you had all that going on, or living in Nashville, flipping through the the TV and it's some, something honky tonk on and, and different things like that or, you know, music roles. So it's just always just been, you know, music influenced uh, cities in my life and then moving to Atlanta, of course, with hip hop. So it's just always just been music around me 24-7. I like that. So um, what do you think is currently wrong with songwriting and what is the future of songwriting? Man, technology is just really changing stuff a whole lot, you know, um, I think the effort 
Mm-hmm. Um, people aren't putting as much effort into things. I think in the past when you used to really write hit records or great songs, it's really a process. I think we may be doing a little bit too much freestyling and trying to go off the moment opposed to really trying to stand on subject with some songs. Sometimes you can listen to a song and like if you really just listen, like, yo, we started off talking about this and how do we end up over there? And it's like, what happened here with the song? And I think that happens when you're in there line after line just freestyling. Not just, now some people are amazing at doing it, so, but it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? I never asked you that question, so I'm interested in hearing it. Let me ask you a question. Oh, boy. Just curious. I never I, had the answer. I like the, I like the mirror effect. <laughs> give me an artist you like. I'm going to make it really easy on you. Give me an artist you like. Just name one. She's dead. Just, I don't care. That's oh, fine. Whitney Houston. Okay, like, give me a Whitney Houston song you like. Just give me one. I want to dance with somebody. Okay, cool. Do you care who wrote that? No, I have no clue who wrote it. You heard it as a fan and you liked it, right? Yes. Okay, cool. That's what I mean by get over yourself. So a lot of the time, songwriters, songwriters, producers, or artists, rather, they want... They want, they want to impress you. They want to do this. They want you to feel like, look at me. Mm. Like, I always say, impress me first, then tell me the story. Mm. Wear a shirt that I like, and then let me be impressed. Like, damn, where you get that shirt from? Oh, I made it. Oh, wow. Can you make me one? Yeah. Don't just walk in the room and be like, hey, guys, look. I'm wearing the shirt I made. I might not <laughs> like the damn shirt. Yeah. Now you pissed off because we don't like it. Bro, impress me first, then spare me, the, then give me the detail. That's how you win. So, no one cares who wrote a song unless they actually like the song. No one cares if you actually wrote the lyrics unless they like the song. Period. It doesn't matter to us. Who cares? Not me. Um, Only people care are the people that want to feel good about themselves. Look at me. Look how good I'm doing. Bro, help is great. My life became better when I knew I could lean on people. Would you say it's too many producers, though? Um... Sometimes I turn around and feel like everybody. Nah, I think it's too many artists. I think it's too many of the same artists. Yeah. I think if 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 you got a million pieces of rice on the table, it's, and you look at white rice, you're looking for that one brown, it might be really hard to find that goddamn brown piece of rice. Like, damn. So I think there are too many of the same artists saying the same shit, doing the same shit. To me, that's... That's probably the biggest problem. I think we need more producers, real producers, who can actually help artists get the help bring the best out of artists and writers. I think we I think we forgot all the definitions: composer, producer, songwriter, artist. There's definitions of all of those things, and sometimes we just kind of combine them all in one. Oh, you make beats, so now you're a producer. Are you? Mm, you know, that's a tricky tricky situation. Where do you draw that line at? It's been a real tricky situation for me. I mean, I, I, now there's this thing of you're a producer of beats. So, okay, yeah, you're a producer. You produce beats. You didn't produce the but song. you didn't though. produce songs. A record producer and a producer of beats is two different things. Like, like, like Hitmaker. Hitmaker is record producer. a record producer. Right. He might not made all the beats, but I've seen him in the room say, sing it like that. Try the hook. Why don't we do this? Put the snare right there. He's not pressing the buttons, mm-hmm. but... He is the end-all, be-all, and he's the person that everybody on the outside of the label leaning on, the management company, the artist, everybody's leaning on him. Nobody's saying to the compo- the actual beat maker in the room, are we done? He's, no, they're saying to him, are we done? Because he is the conductor. He's the trusted resource. He's, he, a, yeah, he's, he's the, the trusted guy, resource with he's the, the budget, guy you're paying. everything. I think that reminds me of like what Teron said before when I asked him about this before. He said, it's the person that takes the song from the beginning to the end. And I really appreciate it. It's the person that finishes of. the song. Because mm-hmm. some people might not take it from the beginning. Mm. Some, you might have gave me the beat. But if I found the artist, 
found the writer or helped the artist write or brought it out of him and then finished the song, that's the producer. Yeah. True. That was the best way to for me to digest it. Um, one thing that we also talked about was artificial intelligence. So you said you could teach me a little bit more about this. So artificial intelligence is taking over the music industry. They're like monitoring what type of music we're listening to. They're trying to figure out how to make beats based off of what we actually like. But you could explain it a little bit more. No, I mean, I've I just been hearing about a lot of different sites as of late that kind of study uh, top trending records and, and make a lot of suggestions based on that. It was a site that I just heard about the other day, though. It's like you can put in the BPM what you want to talk about and the key, and then it just spits lyrics out. Like, yeah. And I heard I heard it's some artificial <laughs> AI that you can say I want to do an urban beat, X amount of BPMs with with southern drums, and they'll give you a beat instantly. So trying to guess what BPM means. Beats per minute. minute. Uh, that's what I thought. Okay, I was trying to make sure tempo. I was right in yeah, my head. Tempo. tempo. Like tempo yeah. I didn't want to be making up stuff and then no, no, I'm beats per minute. Okay, so yeah, when you so when you say how do I feel as a producer, you know, the challenges or the, the problems, that's the kind of stuff I'm like. It's just it's becoming a wild wild west. Like it really is. However, it's, oh, but it's always but, been. And that's I have to throw that in there. Yeah. It's always I'm sure when when the MPC came out, Roger Lennon came out with the MPC back in the day. It was like, man, what's this? We used to live drums. Now mm-hmm. we got this. Perfect sequence and time drums. Like, what's this? Or these new, all this new software and technology comes out that stretches samples differently than what they used to do back in the day. It's always been technology involved. I mean, it's a great tool for some to use, but I think at the end of the day right now, going into 2023, it's going to be about your network and being a trusted resource at the end of the day. And knowing your role. And knowing your role. You don't know your role. You're going to lose in this world. Most I see most people losing because they don't know their role. Mm-hmm. They just want to do it all. Bro, do it all. That's fine. But know your role. I know my role. I know when it's time to put on my manager hat. I know it's time to put on my A&R hat. I know when it's time to put on my friend hat. I know when it's time. I know my role. My man said know when it's time to put my friend hat on. I've been learning that lately. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, you know, I might just <laughs> give you some information as a friend. And it's like, I don't want nothing to return. That's my role. So I'm just, knowing your role is important. Most people don't know their role. They just are lost out here trying to figure out life. And it's like, bro, learn your role. You'll be fine. Sometimes you don't know. Ask. What's expected? No one really comes and says, what's expected of me? Mm. Y'all, Street Symphony, I'm going to be co-producer. What's expected of me? Then let him tell you, like, this is what I need. But if you don't do that, you come to the room, you start doing shit he don't want you to do, he might not invite you back. Mm. You might be, does the shit outweigh the cat? Does the cat outweigh the shit? We have to think about that. Y'all heard so, it, man. What's you heard, expected you heard, that, you heard that statement? Right? You ever heard that? You don't know what that statement is? I haven't heard that particular. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not going to say who. But a big artist was signed to a label, and he screamed at the CEO. Big artist, right? And when he screamed at the CEO, the CEO dropped him instantly. Mind you, the guy just dropped the platinum album. Dropped him instantly. And he said, you can't curse at me. You haven't made me enough money. He can curse at me. He's made me enough money. Here's the difference. The cat outweighs the shit. Every cat comes with some shit. Do you outweigh the shit? Because if you don't outweigh the shit, then you... You just bring a shit to the table and you got to go. So for me, it's like, know your role. Make sure you know your value and don't overplay your hand because you might lose. I've seen it happen so many times. All the time. I've seen so many people think that they're the end all be all. Next thing you know, somebody in the seat. I can tell you when it happened to me. I can tell you when it happened to me. I remember we was having a meeting with Jimmy Iovine and Jimmy was like, we was trying to get Gwen Stefani on the song and Jimmy was like, you know you guys should get on the record? Lady Gaga. And we was like, Lady Gaga. And he was like, Lady Gaga. 
she's going to be huge. We was like, man, we want Gwen. He's like, okay, guys, don't sleep on Gaga. And we was like, don't sleep on us. <laughs> and we walked out the room giving each other, you fucking told him. <laughs> Eight months later, Lady Gaga was the biggest artist in the world. So who was right? I mean. Exactly. So sometimes you just got to know. Sometimes listen to the man that's at the head because he knows more than you and he's trying to give you the information. I wouldn't wear that Celtics shirt today. <laughs> he like, I'm a Celtics fan. I wouldn't wear that. Next thing you know, we're going into a Laker pub and they're going to get your ass whipped. Now you're like, I tried to tell you don't wear the Celtics shirt. He knows more than you. I listen to people that know more than me. If you know more than me, I'm shutting the fuck up and I want to listen. That's it. Um, Streets, I want to ask you this. How do you feel about the overall um, state of hip-hop and music and where it's going? Not just songwriting or producing the overall. I think this... Uh, so one of the things we look at every, um, every class, I make the student, my students review the Billboard charts, the Hot 100. Mm -hmm. Not Billboard 200, because I'm like, yeah, I got to know what's going on. And I literally remember four years ago, every week it was the top 10 songs with some hip-hop, you know. And lately, it's not been hip-hop. Like, I mean, unless, of course, when Drake come out, you know, in Metro. But traditionally, week after week, it has not been hip-hop. It's been back to more like pop. Um, so one of my concerns is just the overall just quality of songs and diversity. I think what Ray was saying a minute ago about everybody being the same type of artist. But that's one of the, I just think it's got a lot of artists and not enough diversity as a whole. Everybody's talking about the exact same thing. That's why it's kind of refreshing with some of the newer female artists that, you know what I'm saying, they're not talking about the same old, same old, same old thing. So you know the same old, same old thing. I know, but I just <laughs> think that's so unfair because men have been talking about the same well, old, same old thing since true. the beginning we, of That's not true. No, that's not true. Absolutely not. That's not true. Please. No, no, hip hop is only fifty. What JD told us the other day, hip hop is only fifty. So no, 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 no. no. What I'm saying to you is okay. So what I'm telling you is is that after a certain point in time, I put like this: Nelly didn't talk about selling drugs. Nelly didn't talk about getting rich and not trying. Fifty Cent talked about that. Eminem talked about killing his mom. Nobody talked about that. No, I'm dead serious. Like everybody, the male. First of all, as men, we feel like it's lame to say what he said. It's lame to wear what he did. Like, men don't walk up and be like, man, you got the same shirt as me. We're buds. Nah, hell no. Nah. Fuck, he got the same shirt as me. Now, keep him on that side of the club, man. I don't want nobody thinking this shit was on purpose. Mm -hmm. Women, women, and I don't think, I, I, I don't think that, I think that women should take, hear me out. I didn't even. Take, <laughs> no, hear me out, should take more ownership of where the state of hip-hop is. Because men, most men, only really do what they think, women think are cool. That is true. And if women only wanted to date doctors, every man out here would be Dr. Ray and Dr. Street Symphony are here to talk. But <laughs> women are out here like, I want a nigga that carry a gun and want to shoot and going to tell me shut the fuck up. Okay, cool. So guess what you think every rapper is going to be? Carrying a gun. Unless he's a leader. And how many people are leaders in the world? Exactly. So men are what they think women want. And women are being what other women want to be. I got a question mm -hmm. for you. I got a question for you. Can I ask you a question? Sure. I got a question for you too. But oh, ahead, darn it. Okay, so everybody's, <laughs> so we talking, Puff just had a baby, right? I hate to oh. talk about gossip, but it's a, I just want to say this because you're a woman. Puff just had a baby and everybody was on the quest to see who the baby was. Nobody gave Puff a hard time. 
everybody was out here dissing Young Miami. No, hit me out. I just want to know why do women pick on other women and give men no on none of the onus. Miami said it. She said, y'all bitches talking about what y'all wouldn't do. It's that y'all can't. Y'all I didn't ask you can't. that. But anyway. I didn't ask you what Miami said. Uh, I'm asking you, why do women, women give that's women That's our no? culture. We have a habit of always just blaming Judging a female. each other? Instead of blaming a male. We know what we're dealing with with Diddy. Diddy had twins on Cassie. We so, watched this happen for so why didn't you, So why is nobody saying... So why is nobody saying They just Diddy mad because Miami's happy and she was sitting there acting, took my go poppy and So you're basically that. saying that women don't want to see other women happy. They don't want to... They want to see you doing good, not better than them. So it's like, oh, okay, you're happy. Okay, cool, we both happy. Oh, but you got a G-Wagon. Oh, now you're taking it too far. Oh, he giving you your own show and revolt. Oh, now you're taking it too far. Up, oh, couldn't wait to throw a red flag in there. Up, oh, you was doing all this happy last week, but he just had a baby on you. It's all just them trying to find a flaw in a painting. But why not in a flaw in his painting? Why hers? That's she didn't the make culture. the baby. Black I mean, women Because in my mind, I'm only asking because... I was just really, I felt like, I was like, damn, why are they, Black women always why are they tearing blame. this girl down? Because she was, she's messing with this man. It's, I, we obviously know who he is as a man. He's rich as fuck. He could do what he want. And usually when a man is rich as fuck, he could do what he want. He's going to do it. And the women that put up with his shit are the women that he stay with. So are we, why are we giving her a hard time? She's true to her brand. Would, okay, so I don't see why they mad. If Barack Obama <laughs> had another baby, would you be surprised? I would be so Shocked, surprised. Right? Exactly, because that's not his brand. I would but be. But Puff had another baby, too. it was like, okay, Puff had another baby. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> it was like, but it wasn't bitch, a thing. you are done. It's like, damn, y'all, like, give a woman. Like, I think. Women, and she never said that was her man exclusively. She always said we're dating, we're open, and people still had a heart attack. Yeah, but, but listen, some women are not ready to stop and have a kid. You might, she might be ready to give me a kid right now. You might be like, I got a career. I'm young. I don't want to have a kid again. I want to enjoy my career and go after my career. So he had a kid with someone else. It's over. Everybody got what they wanted. She got him. He got another baby. The girl, it's, everybody got what they want. I don't understand why we give each other such a hard time. Well, why women? Because men don't. If, 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 if his woman cheated on him, I'm not going to be like, you're so dumb. If he took it back, I'm like, damn, okay. I'm not going to be tweeting, you dumb motherfucker. That's why you got cheated on, you stupid ass. I wouldn't do that. But women do that to each other all the time, and I just don't get it. Women hard on each other. If women was easy on each other, oh. y'all would be so dangerous as a gender, whatever you identify as. But if y'all was, was, if y'all was easy on each other, y'all would really fuck this world up and own us. Because men are dumb. No, but since we're talking about this, since okay. we're talking about it, and I, I love, like I cannot box. wait to hear your answer on this. I'm sorry, because then it gets into how little. Okay, so Glorilla says she doesn't mind going 50-50 with a man. How do you feel about women and men going 50-50? I don't mind. I mean, it works for you. Listen, if you was my woman, and you were making more money than me, and you wanted to pay all the bills, I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why did you? Okay, so listen. I will shut the fuck up gladly. Listen, can you? I, can I go to Can I go to Saks and get what I want and go to the jewelry store and get what I want? Yes. Hey y'all, I'm gonna be quiet. I'm. Just, I don't mind. But my thing is this. But okay, so in all seriousness, as a man, I believe a man should pay for everything. I don't believe in fifty fifty. But I also don't believe that men and women are equal. I don't believe that. That doesn't mean one is more valuable than the other. That just means that we have different roles. You have kids. I don't. I can't, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, God made it where we are. We both bring something different to the table. I embrace the roles that I have to play as a man. As a, if somebody, if me and you are out, and if me and you are in the house together, and somebody breaks in, you're not saying, stay here, babe. I'm going to get the <laughs> right. 
You're right. saying, you're saying, go, right. go. You had, you had get out there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But guess what? And as a man, I know that someone came in. That's my responsibility because men, that's our role. So that's why I mean, we're not. I think the most dangerous thing women are doing is asking to be equal. Now, asking to be respected, asking to be seen, asking to be, that's way different. But asking to be my equal is basically saying, asking to do everything that you do. And for me, I, why the fuck would you want to? <laughs> I don't understand it. So for me, I don't, I have always paid all the bills. I don't expect nothing from you if you're my woman. I don't expect you to pay for dates, nothing. But I also expect when I tell you, shut the fuck up. For you to shut the fuck up. Like I said, because if you was paying for everything and you told me shut the fuck up, I will gladly. I think I will be like this. I will actually. I'll give you the key. Give me the key back when I can talk. I'm dead serious. Because in my mind, if it's your shit, it's your rules. And I don't mind that. Because unless I only mind it if I think that you're against me or I'm against you. Would you date a man that makes less than you? Absolutely not. I just have a more traditional way of thinking. and um, Make them turn into tax forms. I just wouldn't put myself in that situation. Like, I, like. What if he made more than you, but he had more, way more debt, so you actually still made more than him? I wouldn't. That is, a, that, is a op, that is a no for me as well. So, I, like, <laughs> I'm with Ray on the traditional stuff, so I never want, I don't think men and women are equal in those aspects. I do believe that if we do the same job, we should get equal pay. So I that's, agree with that. No, no, I agree with that too. That's what I that is what type of equality but I would has, ask But that has, nothing to do, that has nothing to do with us being equal. That's yeah, but I don't do carry bags. I don't do any get, of that stuff. Yeah, like, I, you shouldn't that. have to. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, you should, I, I wish the fuck somebody would send me haircut money. Who the fuck you think I am? <laughs> Fucking grown ass money or haircut money from you? The men want to wear purses and they want they want random cash apps and they, they want to be the bad bitches now and that's the problem. With and them women want to be the real niggas. Mm. As you see, India, when you just say mm. about people being no, because India was in the house shooting no, that gun what? right with Dirk, so she was out there protecting too. So that's, that's what she wanted to do. Yep. Yeah. But I'm saying you. Well, majority I, of women. If that was me, I'd have hit another bottom, bottom, bag. bottom line is this: we don't play by the same rules, y'all. That's all I'm saying. And my thing is, as I'm a teacher to my daughter and my son. And don't try to go against it because that's how the world is set up. My son, I teach my son to look out for his little sister. I don't teach my, my daughter, to, when you get older, you're going to have to take care of your brother. I teach my son, when you get older, you're going to have to take care of your sister. My sister, I take care of. I make sure my sister is comfortable. She lives in a house that I pay the mortgage on. Guess what? If her husband don't want to be around, he can go. But my sister walks around with confidence because she's like, my brother got me. And guess what? That is my job as a man. My mom is saying, my mom told her, man, nigga, you can go to. My son pays everything. <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need you. That's my point. As a man, I'm doing my job. And as a woman, you should do yours. Period. So that's the way. I just, I do believe in gender roles. I don't care how nobody feels about it. I think the more gender roles we break, the more confused this world's going to be. And we see more unhappy, more suicidal, more depressed people now than we ever seen in history. Why? Black men. Because everybody's confused. They don't know who they want to be, when they want to be. They don't know if they want to be a bad bitch or a working bitch. <laughs> you can be both. I'm like, hold on. You can be both. You can be a bad bitch, working bitch that's also a taking care of bitch. You can be all of that. Oh, I like that. That's my point. You can be all of those things. You can. But as soon as I do some fuck shit, and you living on you up in your tree, living your good life on your pedestal, and I do some fuck shit, everyone going to be like, dumb bitch, you <laughs> stupid bitch. You, nah, you can't that's be, fucked you up. You can't be bad to me if you ain't getting to no money or working. 
Now you can be bad at me if you get nah. It's some bitches, some motherfuckers do some shit Hold out on here. Now. It's some motherfuckers that do some okay. shit that I'm like, you don't have to worry about nothing. <laughs> you are good at certain things, and you deserve nah. everything you're asking for. Bad bitch is a job. It is. Some of I don't believe. Recently said that part, guys. Yeah. All right, wait, hold on. Before we get all the way, (laughs) all the way off track, um, we are about the end of the year, so I do want to have a conversation about what are the best songs that came out this year. Oh, now nobody got nothing to say. Glorilla had both. Glorilla had two of them. Glorilla is incredible, by the way. She is better than all the new female rappers that came out in 2022. She has a better voice. She has a better attitude. Don't you love her? I love her. Who doesn't love her? Like, if you don't love her, you a hater. Tweets, everything. Everything about her, you love. Her, her best friend just got everything, matching tats. Everything love about her. her, you love. Glorilla, to me, is, to me, I think she made it hard for Sweetie. I'm going to say it. I believe. I think she made it hard for a lot of female I, No, rappers. but I believe that she made it hard for all of the other girls because she was just so likable. Like, Authenticity, I don't care. raw, real, and the rest of the girls all look the same. I be looking sometimes like, hey, you look, is that who? She looked like her. We want to see her win. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's to me, she's the best new artist of 2022. The most talented artist, two, the most talented artist in the world right now is Doja Cat. Mm. Nobody's better than her. Nobody. I'm mm. good for nobody. I see everybody in the room making faces. Nobody's better than Doja Cat. Nobody. <laughs> and guess what? First of all, Doja Cat is not even really likable. Yeah, she's really weird. She's I mean, she's not, I won't call her weird, but I just She's not the kind of, like, she even, she does a lot of weird shit, right? She does a lot of weird shit. I wouldn't call her weird. She just does weird shit, like shaving the eyebrows off, shaving the hair off. That shit that's not attractive to most men, I would say. I could speak to that. But why is she one of the biggest artists in the world? Because she's that fucking good. Mm-hmm. And if she played the game like Glorilla, she'd be bigger than Drake. Uh-oh. If she played the game the way Drake played the game, she'd be bigger than Drake. She's that talented. She is literally the most talented artist alive right now. She can sing. She can rap better than 99%. She can sing better than 95%. She has an amazing look, and she makes hits. Mm-hmm. I agree. What about Two Streets that you got for us? What's the biggest songs or the best songs that come out this year? In such my bubble. Um, I definitely like Glorilla. She did her thing. Um, I had to give it to her. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, this SZA album's doing this thing for me, too. Mm. You know, I really am a fan of SZA, so we're going to see. All right, so I'm ready to hear you know, a whole album from Glow and see where she goes, but I love what she's doing. I love the 50-50 comment regardless. Bro, everybody loves her. Yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, she's, I hope she wins Best New Artist at the Grammys. She reminds, she reminds oh, me of like how so everybody happy. loves if Cardi she back does, in the day. And mm-hmm. she brings up her, if she does it, she brings up her ratchet-ass friends. Let's go! Yes. The whole world is going <laughs> to fucking lose their mind. Oh, Bruh. that would definitely be one for the culture. Bruh. Bruh. Incredible. So that goes right into who you looking forward to hearing next year. I want to hear this Rihanna album. Um, I'm not looking forward to hearing anybody's new music. Honestly, I'm being honest. I'm not. I, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't anticipate new music. That's how you get disappointed. Mm. <laughs> I'm just waiting for some good shit to come on that I hear, and I'm like, who's that? For me, I'm not, I'm not looking. Because when you look, you start make, clank, giving people false titles. This the next big one. And it wasn't that good. <laughs> you were just so excited to find one. So I don't really look for, I'm not looking for, like, if Jay-Z dropped an album, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. If Drake's dropped two already. But if 21 dropped an album, I'm, I'm excited. But I'm not like, 
2023, I'm not going to lose my brain if they don't. I'm going to be like, man, what the fuck? My mind, he might not be ready to drop an album. That's cool. But I'm not, I don't look for anything, man. I don't have expectations of that shit. I just want, I just want people to be cre- creative and make dope shit and think about the effect their music has on kids. Mm. That's what I want more than anything. Like, make dope shit, but think of, don't, don't, rappers are like the new drug dealers now. Don't, you're selling drugs to the community and then on Christmas time you're giving out presents with the money you made mm. on drug money. Bro, you can't be out here rapping about killing people and then going to schools and talking about, I'm here to t- teach you how to read. That's, that doesn't add up. It don't add up. And kids know it's not real. They're not hearing you say, go read. They're hearing you say, shot a nigga in his face. They don't hear that part. Who's responsible for that, though, right? I'm saying, I just, I mean, artists. I think, I don't think artists understand the impact that their music has on kids. I just don't believe it. I just believe that. I would, if I was in a room with artists, I would be like, you have to say bitch eight times? Can we say trick? You know, like, because as a kid, you don't know what a trick is. You can think a trick is a trick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what a trick is. I was like 20 years old. Like, I thought a trick was like a trick you played. Tricks were for kids. That's what they said on the commercials. So for me, I just feel like I want that. To me, I'm looking. To me, I just want hip-hop to take responsibility of the shit that we're tearing down. Personally, as a black man, I would love to see that. Because I, I worked with Dr. Luke. And I remember... We would make songs, and every time we made a song, he would challenge us on every derogatory lyric. He would say, why'd you got to say shit right there? Mm. Why you can't say slick? Like, are you always talking shit? Why wouldn't you say always talking slick? Well, that could be the clean version. Yeah, but why would we have to make a clean version if you didn't think like that? Mm. So I watched him challenge every bar. You don't have to always say that. You don't have to always... When you use curse words and derogatory words, that's you being lazy and not challenging yourself. Maybe if more people thought like that and started writing, we would have better music. That's what I was saying. I'm, I'm tired of rappers selling poison in their music and then coming to schools and giving away fucking toys and fucking books and saying, look what I'm doing for the community. My nigga, that's like credit. You can have an 800 credit score your whole life, but you do one wrong thing, your credit gets diminished. So I don't, if you killed people, if you talked about selling drugs, I don't care if you at Walmart tomorrow giving toys away. That don't impress me. That don't impress me. Just me personally. Like, especially as I'm getting older, it's like, that shit is lame as fuck actually to me. Like, I'd rather you sell, sell drugs to the kids. No, that's dumb. Why would I, no, real talk, think about it. That's dumb. Why would I do that? So why would you sell it to them in music then? Mm. I had a situation. Um, I'm sorry. I'm like, I won't be the pastor out here, but I'm just saying, going into 2023, I just want people to be more creative with their approach to music because music raised me. Dog, I became a successful black man because of Hove. Now, don't get me wrong. I wanted to be a successful black man, but I didn't know Shout how. Out to New York. No, but I didn't know how. When Jay-Z said, all I need is the love of my crew, the whole industry can hate me, I thug my way through. That shit, that shit was like, okay, I don't care what people think. Let me just, I was raised by hip-hop. I was a child of Jay-Z. If you was a child of 3-6 Mafia, you probably was doing some wild, mind you, I love 3-6 too, but they, I didn't want to be like 3-6. I want to party with 3-6. To the club. But Jay-Z, I wanted to emulate. I wanted to be the get money nigga. And that shit is, that's what motivated me to go out here and get to it. Period. And I say that on record every time. So if 
if I know what hip hop played a, a role on my life, I want, I'm going to go more worse. I wanted to get chicks because they're too short. I'm dead serious. These too short made tales. me want women. We all have, there's a cause and effect to everything we do. And all I'm saying is that if you can, if you don't have to say split his head or killed him or shot him in the wig, don't say it. Say something else. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's my wish for 2023. You were going to share something with Yeah, I had a real-life situation happen probably about two months ago, and I, I brought it to my class, but I had a um, girl I went to high school with. She reached out to me. She was like, you know, my son's doing music, et cetera. And I was like, you know what? Send me some songs. Send me his EPK. Send me a link. Let me let me see what he looked like. Let me see what he got going on. So she sent her, and I know her, so she sent the pictures, and her son got, her son got the pistol. You know, he got the strap in his pocket hanging off. I'm like... Ain't finna get involved with this, being that I already know this. For How one, it's not is he? seventeen, eighteen, right. mm-hmm. and I hit her and I was like, "Man, I'm 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 staying away from this whole situation." One, of course, I know it's not authentic because I know the moms. Mm-hmm. And she hit back and she was like, "He's really in private school. <laughs> he just feels that this is what he has to do because it's what the industry requires." Wow! And that hit me. Wow! Said, Damn! That's what we doing. Hip hop needs to develop a conscious. We used to have a conscious when we started, but we need to develop one now. That's all I'm saying. It's definitely a balance to me. You know what I'm saying? I want to give them opportunities to those dudes so they can get up out of that. But if you're getting away from it, that's one thing. But if you're just getting the money to go back in, like you were saying, getting yeah, the but money. But when you get away from it, you shouldn't talk about it no more. Yeah, facts, because you should grow. You should grow. Right. Though, Jay Z 444 album is one of my favorites. Yeah. Why? He, he was talking about getting money making mistakes, getting credit. You can rap about dope shit. You can rap about real shit that's not violence and still be dope, but you gotta be dope. Yeah. Most of these dudes ain't perfecting their craft enough to be dope. They just doing what's working, getting paid, and then showing up for Thanksgiving to give turkeys out and for Christmas to give toys out, saying, look what I'm doing for my community. Nigga, look what you're doing when you ain't looking, though. Look what you're doing when you're not there. I agree. I like that hip-hop music all conscious. I think that that's something we should all take a little bit more responsibility in. Um, before we get out of here, Streets, I got to ask you one question. So do you consider yourself a GOAT or underdog? Man, at the end of the day, I'm going to have to say GOAT. And I'm going to tell you why. Ooh, I know that's right. You can't be a GOAT if, unless you've done something that nobody else has ever done before. You know, a lot of times people just, someone's hot or had a little moment, they'd be like, Oh, he the goat, he the goat, he the goat. But if you really, like, accomplish something that nobody has ever accomplished before, at the end of the day, just I mean, a couple of moments, I worked with some goats, but I took a Christian hip-hop artist, man, and won a Grammy. Top of the charts, independent, outselling major label artists. It wasn't like that until I got there. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And then did it again. Today, I'm going to go ahead and pop my shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Normally, that's I, normally that's, I the, be, that's normally the point I'm, of the show. Pop Normally, I'm, I'm humble because I believe the humble don't fumble, but mm-hmm. today we're going. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with thinking highly of yourself yeah. and speaking that terms. Because guess what? Somebody out here is saying what you're saying, and they're getting a the check from your credits. Absolutely. And that's what irritates me. <laughs> like, you're mad because he got credit for what you did. Well, why the fuck did you say you did it then? Mm-hmm. He said it. Okay, well, then now don't get mad because he said it first. Simple as that. All right, so thank you for sitting down with us. All you guys out there, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channels. You can find us on all 
streaming platforms. Make sure you're following Ray on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all those good things. See you guys next week. Shout out to Street Symphony. Shout out to Tamira. Shout out to everybody that listened to this show. It means a lot. We stepped on we stepped out by ourselves with the hopes that somebody would listen. And I get texts and messages all day from people that's listening. So it means a lot because we really thought we was talking to empty ears. <laughs> <laughs>